Jeremy here. Just before we get into the show, wanted to give an update. We have a new tier on our Patreon. That is the Sheikah supporter tier for $5 or more a month. You get a week early access to episodes as well as getting to pick games that you play alongside us. Each month, people in this tier can pick a game that we'll play. We'll stream it on our Discord for everyone else to see. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. We just played the Rogue Hero Ruins of Tassos game, uh, which is this roguelike, Zelda-like game that uh, is very similar to the old Four Swords games. It's very chaotic. It's very, very fun. If you want to join up in that, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild. If you can't afford that, we do still have the smaller tier. Just a reminder, people that join in that tier, they get ad-free episodes. They also get access to our side quests episodes, where once a month we record an episode just talking about all the other games that we have been playing. You also get to pick the games that we play in between Zelda games, what we call our Gaiden games, as well as getting a shout-out. If that sounds good to you, once again, go to patreon.com slash chat of the wild sign up support us we really appreciate it anyways that's all i have so let's get on with the show when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. This is the Triforce of Wisdom, Link. The evil wizard Ganon has the Triforce of Power. Whoever gets both Triforces will rule this land forever. You must help me, Link. Hey, for you, Zelda, anything. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild, a bonus episode, bonus season, I guess we'll call it. Uh, Thanks to the patrons uh, loving or hating us so much. Uh, One of our goals that we had were to (laughs) watch and review the Legend of Zelda cartoon series. They love us. Oh, boy. It's okay. 
I think everybody thought this was going to be a great idea. <laughs> to be fair, we put the targets on our back and they yeah. just fired at it. That's that is how this works. Um, but here we are. We have watched Hi, an everyone. episode of The Legend of Zelda, the cartoon series from, I did not look this up, 1989. 89. Um, so we've got two Zelda games out at this point. And this is also part of the Super Mario Super Show. So we've got two Mario games. Well, two main NES Mario games uh, in every house in America at this point. And so, uh, yeah, the 89 is Nintendo owns America at this point. So uh, I, I'm Jeremy Harvey. We have BC Nelson here. I am and, Brian Hour. And Luigi. And right, Luigi. Luigi. Hi. <laughs> Whatever whatever name you're going by. Can we watch uh, the Super Show? You can, <laughs> Instead. Um, you can watch whatever you want, man. It's fun. Uh, it's so, also awful. Each episode is around 15 minutes long. Uh, we got these... I don't... How did they, they... It wasn't every Super Mario Super Show had one of these. Every Friday. But it was like every, every Friday. How often did the Super Show play? Super was Show was times uh, a week? five days a week. Ooh, holy crap. I did not realize that. This is children's television. So uh, they have syndicated the crap out of it. All of these are probably produced in bulk and then syndicated out. Uh, this is how cartoons worked in the 80s and continuing to go forward into the 90s and stuff. Um, also, yeah, I guess uh, this is an outlier because the source material. No, never mind. The source material comes from something else. Usually 80s cartoons were bought as toys from someone that already made them in a different country. And then a cartoon was created around it to sell those toys. But, uh, yeah. Or they invent them at the same time. They create a cartoon series with a toy line in mind at the same time. It was much cheaper to go to a different country, buy the rights to their toys, and just get those toys. Um, So, yeah. And and I will say it's important to note that this is from a children's television show. Um, yes, but this, this it's also a children's. It's a children's tel- television show in the late eighties. So yes, again, this, this is from this is from Deke. I assume this is written by. I forget who wrote. I know Nintendo PR. Uh, read the same people who wrote Nintendo Power at this time. Uh, had control over script. Um, they were involved with a lot of the licensing and, um, you know, non-video ga- game side of things with uh, Nintendo of America. Um, but Deke, the Canadian uh, con- cartoon production company, uh, d- did this, uh, voiced it and stuff. But written by Americans, voiced by Canadians. So uh, normally when we are doing these kind of things, I always say, hey, play along with us. It'll be a lot of fun. Don't don't watch this show. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's so bad. It is so bad. It is hard to watch as as we take our favorite video game series, our, our, our one of our favorite heroes and turn him into a sex pest like mm-hmm. it's it, and he's so annoying the whole time. And even Zelda, who's probably like the best character in this, is still just like, just shut up. Like, st- why are you still going on about this? You, uh, you... No, no. <laughs> Zelda is uh, a uh, 1980s uh, 
business uh, world, con- the the conception of second wave feminism. That is like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, right. she's just gonna whine about everything. Um. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man. Link's character, like his only personality traits, are he, he's essentially the combination of like Raphael from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, just like some dude who's like this too cool for school jerk, and um, a Jodeci song from the early nineties, just like debilitatingly <laughs> horny. Uh, that's his. That's the entire character. He he just is I, like. Oh man, look at how cool I am! And oh, I really want to make out with Princess Zelda. How can I make out with Princess Zelda? Like, like, there's two. I take some offense at the Raphael line. He is my favorite turtle. Um, he's the. I don't. I don't know. We don't ever really get to see him around uh, love interests. So who knows how he would have acted in that situation? Uh, If you want to call that. I don't think he ever, you know, was really into the neutrinos in that episode. That was Mikey, I thought, but uh, but uh, we are yeah, off subject. He's, he's we awful. need to start actually talking about this show Let's so we go. can get it Let's over go. with. Uh, yeah, go ahead. In our first episode called "The Ringer," written by Bob Forward, don't know Bob Forward. I, I put these names down. I don't know who these people are. Maybe Brian. Will be like, oh, really? Are you I, kidding me? Like, maybe a name will pop up at some I point. I don't recognize them as a Nintendo PR name. Yeah, no, sorry. So, uh, okay, first we need to talk about before we get anything else. The intro, yes. Um, so they we we are given an overview of this world. Yeah, this they establish the land rules. Of Hy- they establish rules right up front. I mean, this is the land of Hyrule. Uh, there are two magical things called the Triforce. Yeah. yeah. Break it you break it down. Try meaning two and force meaning force. Uh-huh. Um, and what do these things do? There are only two pieces of the Triforce in this world. And it, maybe it, there's gonna be a twist at some point in the show where like at the last episode or something like that we find like Link finds a new Triforce, but they don't because yeah, we do have to take it as the, the source material that we had in the original Zelda was that there was one piece of Triforce and it was the Triforce of where we putting we together were assembling the, the Triforce of wisdom. Ganon had the Triforce of power. There is no mention of a Triforce of courage. I believe at that point the tri just refers no. to it's a triangle. A triangle, sure. Also, the the rules of the of this world are are CTF. We're playing capture the flag. Absolutely right. They're we're just playing going back Halo. <laughs> Uh, I, I had I had warned BC beforehand that this show is literally just Ganon going, I will get the Triforce. And then Link stops him and he's like, no, I'll get the Triforce next time. And then that's all the show is. And so far, that is what the show is. We'll see. I have not seen every single episode of this series. I just could not put myself through it. But now that I got paid to do it, here we are. <laughs> the... the- uh, the thing we're going to learn, at least in the next two episodes, is that um, Ganon doesn't just stand around yelling and whining about it. Ganon's the only one doing anything. It, it's his adventure. <laughs> He's the only one setting out on a quest to get the Triforce. So we wait. We, we start this episode off, because it's Zelda, with Link asleep. 
but this time he is asleep in Hyrule Castle. We have not seen that before. Mm. We are we are introduced to the fact that Link saved the world and now lives in Hyrule Castle. Not happy and about it. He hates it. He hates it. He wants to go sleep in the dirt. Yeah. Uh, like a hero. Yes. The, the sleeping in filth. Yeah. But for him, there is a great perk to that. And that's that he gets to be a peeping Tom. Um, that's, the, that's the one good thing is that he gets to go all David on Bathsheba. I constantly will. The first part of the I story. Will, Not murdering the husband and, you know, the, all the other stuff. Just, just the staring out over the balcony. Sorry. I will constantly call on Brian for putting out references that are too old. And this one went like full circle some, on its age. That's some Bronze Age shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he's doing that. He cat calls Zelda. A fairy shows up. We don't know who this fairy is, but the fairy is like, I told you to wear your robe. And it's like, I, honestly, she looked fairly clothed to me as well. But if you consider like old gowns that they would wear, like, you know, sleeping gowns and all of that. And they're. He says specifically, it's great to see Zelda from this angle. So he's like up in this high tower looking down Zelda's shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. Children's television show. Yeah. Right. And, and Although and he's he, also like a quarter of a mile away from her. So I really don't know what he's going to be seeing. Well, I mean, when, when the, the shot introducing her is, you know, moving, you know, male gaze moving up her body shot, which is like, I'm like sitting here like, oh, this, that's great. This is awesome. He's ogling her. And then he calls out. And I was like, no, and it just gets worse. But yeah, and then Sprite shows up and oh boy. Uh, immediately after this scene, like he looks at that and she walks away. Moblins are in his bedroom attacking him. And we get one of many incredibly slow fight scenes mm-hmm. where everyone is sort of rolling on each other and the moblins are like crash like into a bed or something like that um, you, you and, see link only has his shirt on here because he has still only just woken up and has nothing else uh and it and it's it's really more of a uh, the the director's doing a metaphor here for being caught with your pants down and uh, and that's you know how the you know the moblins sort of play into this. It's 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 all imagery and themes. Please don't do this for this entire season, Brian. <laughs> no, no, not not. I I I, I kind of wanted to do a gimmick where I, I did look at this like I was doing some every frame of painting thing, and then like we just got sexual harassment like right up front, and we're like oh I can't I can't actually have you know make a joke now. So Link fights these moblins. It's slow. It's boring. Uh, and he's he's quipping the whole time. Uh, when he kills one of the moblins, it drops a, a skeleton bow. Mm-hmm. And Link's just like, oh, I- I'm glad to have this. And then we get the first instance of where they try to... They don't explicitly say it, but they're just like making jokes about the video game thing. About like, where does he keep all those things? And he takes it and puts it in his pocket. After he gets dressed up and everything, and it shrinks down into mm. his little pocket. And the next episode, we'll go even further with that in one of the stupidest ways. But I for think, now, I think they just got lazy in the next one, where they're just like, uh, "We've established how it works. Why don't we just? We don't have to animate the shrinking and the growing of of weapons." He did say it was uh, a magic bow. Yeah, 
Um, well, I mean, it's also, I, I, you know, it's establishing rules. He has a magic pocket that holds a bunch of crap. That's how he can pull all this stuff up, you know, when he needs it. Um, and we also get a Chekhov's gun thing here. Um, it's not that great, but it Chekhov's does establish it does establish that he has Chekhov's bow. Uh, he gets a knock on the door, and he thinks it's more enemies. And then Zelda's just like, no, I'm at the door. And he's like, oh, I guess I get a reward now. Come here and give me a kiss. And she's just like, no, absolutely not. Hits him, um, you know, rightly so. For not for the kiss, but for the thing from earlier, uh, yes, was why he was was struck. Uh, right. The kiss is just an extra, uh, not including the intro. This is where we get his amazing catchphrase. Excuse me, princess. And that's exactly what, no. He does. It's the most annoying. It stretches out the wor- the r- words in the worst places. Uh, it's just so annoying, and I don't know why. Who was the person that was just like, well, what would Link say? Link needs a catchphrase. And I, it's, excuse me, princess. So this is this is a cultural meme. Like, this this is a, a multi-generational meme. Everybody knows this, this joke. And like, oh, that show sucks. Excuse me, princess. Did you know the first time he uses it in the show, it's because he's like, what, you're mad that I harassed you? Uh, and then now I'm just going to gaslight you. Like, did you know that's when it was used? <laughs> no. Okay, cool. Oh my God. This show isn't so much a Zelda show as it is a bunch of eighties tropes jammed into a Zelda skin. It yeah. is the, the mm-hmm. quintessential, mm-hmm. like bunch of dudes in a room. were like, how do we make money off of this? Like, mm-hmm. I'm about to compliment this. The music's good. The music, the music is amazing. Editions <laughs> of the original Zelda themes. They even took sound effects in odd places and put it into there. Um, and I believe all of this stuff is just like recorded specifically for this show because it's not just like taken out of like an NES speaker. And and it it looks like uh you know there was a budget for the music. Uh, mm-hmm. Because some of it is done with uh, synths, some of it is synths that are like emulating an orchestra. Some of it is done with like a ten, twelve piece ensemble. It sounds like, that live. Way. It definitely some sounds live that orchestration way. in here. Yeah, I guess even back then they didn't have probably the tech to emulate that. Uh, back then I they mean, actually had to do real instruments. Maybe there's a, there's a couple of uh, decent sounding orchestrated synth stuff like. I think in the second episode, but there's a, yeah, there's but it's good live live orchestra stuff. Like it's a good live orchestrated <laughs> version of the of the uh, the dungeon themes from Zelda One. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it. The I I honestly good. would if if I found that there was like a soundtrack of this, I might want to get my hands on that. Um, as long as there is no voice clips whatsoever. I, maybe maybe Zelda. Maybe Zelda. I think she's fine. She but it's still just like. She's just a stubborn princess a lot of the times, um, and that's just more of her personality. But I, her voice is not nearly as grating as every single other character mm-hmm. in this show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we we 
are told that this was the third attack by Ganon mm-hmm. uh, this month or this week or something like that of him trying to take the Triforce. Yeah. And Link, his sole purpose of living in the castle is to protect the Triforce, which it's, he keeps in his bedroom. It's in his. They keep him in its bedroom. I think. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. You got. You have to sleep in the Triforce room. This is why he is on the to- the highest tower. Why he has a good vantage point, if you will. Um, because you'd think like the the royalty would be in the highest keep, but no, the very important, powerful item is there. So they stick the bodyguard with it. Yeah, we do get a little bit of this of the uh, of Link being upset that Zelda won't kiss him, and then Sprite being upset that she's not enough for him. And he mentions about how she he she's like two inches tall or something like that. Um, and that's or that's going to be a theme too. It's just going to be Sprite is once link link um, once zelda that's our that's our triforce of love in yeah, this series there's great. a lot of pining uh, going on an mm-hmm. unnecessary amount of pining uh, who's the amazing uh actress who played the fairy in um legend of uh, uh Neil? She, she's at the guild um felicia day felicia day does an amazing job of how this sprite's role is like d- Mm. she is but the Nails thing is it. well look look here's the problem her her character is still problematic but it's going so far and it's supposed to be comical and making fun of it in so many ways like it, it, her character is very problematic but not in the way oh, we look at and be like we're just like yeah they were it was biting commentary back then uh and yeah and she's yeah she's doing a perfect job of what this what sprite is really like what it, sprite really is basically uh Zelda explains that she's busy because she has to judge a magic competition. Cool. That's what she does with her time as princess while we're being attacked by ultimate evil trying to take over the world all the time, every three days. (laughs) Everything's fine. Just go back. Got to keep up appearances. Got to keep calm and carry on, right? Like she has to, she's got to show up at these places. Can't let the civilians be worried about what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Link uh, is mad that he has to stay uh, in his room and uh, lets out this anguished, just hate-filled yell, which uh, slowly, you know, the frame slowly transition to Ganon, who is also yelling angrily. Uh, to show that uh, Link and Ganon are like two sides. No, of the same no, plan. no! I'm not letting um, you do this. They're both this evil is and not, manipulative, you, but uh, we separated are not, by alliances. You know, different allegiances. So you are not turning this into art, Brian. No, it's not this art. Is not, no, you are Someone, not turning this into some art. Some storyboard artist hates what this is and is letting us know what's really going on here. Uh, we. We see Ganon talk about how his new plan to get the Triforce is to pretend that he is a magician and to show up at this magician's competition, I don't know, Robin Hood style, uh, because they're even just sort of like, uh, someone says like, but you're not an amateur magician. You're a a professional. You're amazing. He's just like, I know. And it's like, why would you bring that up? Why is that important? He's just impersonating someone to get in the walls, right? Well, the the whole thing is like it's an amateur magician contest, and he's like, "You're no amateur, you're a pro." And he's like, "Well, they don't know that." And then he yeah. proceeds to show up in these ornate robes, carried by four like servants on this mm-hmm. gigantic like I, I don't know what you call it when you have the the king chair, like the royalty chair on like uh, yeah 
It's called Conspicuous AF. Yeah, he's like, no, no one will know I'm an amateur. I'm not an amateur. I'm just going to show up in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, so, so they they established earlier, Link does, uh, that he didn't kill those Moblins. He sent them back to Ganon. So when we, we, we start the scene, Ganon just murders those guys. Uh, like we're we're told, hey, it's all right. I didn't kill those dudes. They they'll probably be back tomorrow, and I'll I'll punch him again. No, no, they won't. We'll be. bring it up. We'll bring it up in the episode two. What happens is they get sent to the evil jar. Yes, <laughs> that is the name. That is the exact name of it. The evil jar. Where if any monsters die, they go back to the evil jar. Mm. And we're not. That isn't established until the next episode. Mm-hmm. Though this episode ends with Ganon in the evil jar with no explanation as to None. like why is he in that that class now we don't understand why because you know we'll we'll, we'll get to it hopefully yeah. sooner rather than later that um, ganon loses in this uh, in this episode um, um he, he all, we, they also show his ability to blink just like from the game they work that in like immediately but then they take it away by saying i i can only do that like an unlimited amount of times here in the underworld uh which establishes that the dungeons are actually like a different realm like like yes. a, like like they're, yeah. they're separated more than just going downstairs i guess worked with what they had i guess you know like they 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 didn't have time to to beat the game and read the manual uh they were just like okay i i played i played it for a half hour i know how to make this show now uh yeah i, I think his his logic is and plan is dumb uh i think the the pomp and ridiculousness of this scene i love it somehow just the it is paced so slowly and it's just dumb dumb plan coming together and there's this like i said live orchestrated music behind it and just somehow i'm just like all right ganon i'm in i'm here for you buddy i guess (laughs) so uh ganon is waiting in line to show off his magic we still don't necessarily know what his plan is he's just going to be there pretending to be someone else and mm-hmm. that is his plan right now he's just improving the well, whole time he, he watches mickey merlin blow up a tomato and then like loudly scoffs at him and makes fun of him like just attracts mm-hmm. all this attention he then sends a keys up to the tower of the castle to find the triforce uh oh, and then keys. they say like Link, he says, like, oh, Link is guarding, and he's just like, okay, well, I'll get Link out here, and he goes and uh, uh, he, I, I, I believe what this is supposed to be is he turns a little lizard into Aquamentus, the first yeah. boss, because Didn't... in the second boss we will see another, in the second in the second episode we will see another boss character. We didn't get the horn. Yeah, I'm not going to criti- I'm not going to say it's 100%, okay, but like okay, I believe yeah, see, they were just saying like dragon character. I believe I, I believe you're right that is what they were going for. Um but I I was I was like is it? No, there's no there's no okay. I was like there's no horn I, so maybe not. Yes, you're right, you're right. Anyway, um Link fights it. It's another super slow battle and he can't like any <laughs> Zelda throws up a, a a plate that Link does his laser shot out of his sword to reflect it, and yeah. it takes like two hits, and then it just shrinks back down to the lizard again. Well, each hit shrinks it, yeah. 
Uh, which, you know, if you don't hit it all five times, it won't shrink it all the way down, and then it will grow again, and then you have to start the cycle over. Uh, while this is happening, Ganon steals the Triforce, runs away with it, and what they do to catch up with him is they have the, the Merlin guy that blew up a tomato earlier because he blew it up because his, his growth spell was too powerful, and he points it at the ground, and there's a like a, a, a weed in there that grows and turns into this giant root, and they <laughs> launch themselves in the sky. And while they're in the air, Zelda says, how are we going to get down? And I'm just like, sweetie, you're not going to have any problem getting down. <laughs> like yeah. that's, not, <laughs> that's not what you should be worried about. You're, it should be like, what's going to stop us from getting down? Then we get this long shot of nothing. For what feels like an eternity. Yes. And then eventually we see them. And they just land on the ground. Link lands first. Zelda lands on top of him. And he says, like, I saved your life. Don't I deserve a kiss? Well, he's he, we, <laughs> we established like about 10, 15 seconds earlier that he is now turned on because she is pointing the uh, apprentice's sorcerer at the, the seed she's planted. And uh, she's going to trebuchet them across the, the map, basically. So he's like, oh, I'm in. I'm so into you, girl. Adventure. Uh, yeah, no, but it's delivered so dryly. He's like, ta-da, saved your life again. Kiss me. Like, <laughs> just just the driest. It just keeps getting worse because uh, they do get in front of Ganon's whatever, his, his skeleton car, whatever we want to call this thing. Yeah, well, skeleton power card. Because he, he goes all GTA and, like, snipes out his tire like C.J. Johnson you know, he falls off the car. Like, yeah, he, he takes out a tire. But then uh, he, they they surround them and they uh, they have to fight a bunch of Staphos. And Link says, like, we need to be back to back, but not just that. I need to take my belt off and we're going to tie each other together. There's no reason for that. Like, I mean. There's a reason. But, like, I don't know. I feel like there you could have made. Maybe this isn't a reference to some other thing that I'm forgetting. Like, this is a reference from some show or a, a movie. to a, a where they Chad tried at a frat house one time. Thought it would work. This is but just like they fl- they f- this is just like, back-to-back, we're going to have a shootout. This is just... Yeah. He, he hands there's... her Chekhov's less important sidearm. And, like, here... Oh, and she doesn't even, like, there, there is a point where she doesn't even pull the string on it. She just points the bow at people, and it shoots stuff. Yeah. It shoots out laser beams. It, zap bolts is what it shoots Zap out. bolts. Mm-hmm. The, the skeleton bow shoots zap bolts, uh, which are these ethereal or electric digital beams. I, this world's weird, man. Mm-hmm. This world's weird. I thought I heard a rupee noise at one point because you do spend rupees to fire arrows in that in uh in zelda one um but i don't i don't remember it's just a whole cluster of insanity uh at some point uh they knock uh a stalfo these, these are they're fighting stalfos they have bombs uh they uh, a stalfos gets knocked back and ganon is like no you gotta fight him like this and starts giving him some like boxing tips and yeah like, he's just punching the air for way too long and so Link changes sports and uh, to baseball, and hits uh, uses his sword to hit the uh, bomb back at the bad guys. Um, also, capture the flag rules. Uh, you do have to return the flag to your flag for, to win. So he's not back yet. He's almost to the underworld, but he's not quite there yet. Uh, so as he's running down there, then Link 
yeah, knocks a bomb all the way into there. And it's like he's he's going down the stairs. He's halfway down the stairs into the underworld. Then the bomb blows up. And fortunately, the Triforce got launched out back to where they were. The while Triforce of Wisdom. Ganon, Ganon died. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, too. When Ganon picked up the Triforce of Wisdom, it, it basically was was talking back to him. Yeah, she spit some ba- knowledge at him. <laughs> And he, he, I thought this was hilarious where he picks it up and the, the, the Triforce basically says something along the lines of like, it says it in like a, in a, in a rhyme or oh, oh, uh, some kind of, know? what, what is it? If evil is the path you choose, no, no, evil is the path you choose, but evil doers always lose. Yeah, and Ganon just goes, shut up. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like. <laughs> um, no, I'm done with but this. anyways uh, they got the Triforce back end of episode um, Link tries to get another kiss and Zelda is just like well Kinda holds I guess hostage. you deserve it this time yeah yeah. she's got she's got Stockholm Syndrome at this point here being tied up to him and she's like sure why not and then uh, Sprite shows up and interrupts like, it don't look let's not make this a thing uh, you did do a lot of hard work today I guess you deserve payment um but let's not make this a regular thing, I guess. And he crosses his fingers behind his back and it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I won't. No, I'm still going to be a sleazebag. Sprite Sprite luckily stops everything for all the right reasons. And yeah, and that wraps up the episode. That was our first episode. That was our introduction to this show. Buckle in, everybody. In the next episode, we're going to talk about cold spells. So again, don't watch this with us. No. But just listen to, us, listen to us talk about how bad it is. Hey there, this is Jeremy Parrish, and if you're a fan of classic video game soundtracks, or if you just love 20-minute rock epics about war-ready armadillos that battle Catholicism, you should listen to Alexander's Ragtime Band. Join the power trio of myself, Elliot Long, and James Eldred each month as we talk about the most pretentious music of all, progressive rock, right here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Hello, my name is Jonathan Dunn, and I'm inviting you to listen to Our Three Cents, a weekly podcast where myself and two of my very best gaming chums are counting down our top 100 favourite video games of all time. For all the episodes and information, check out our website, www.our3cents.co.uk. Hi, and welcome back to Chat of the Wild. I'm BC Nelson, and I'm joined here by uh, my co-hosts, Jeremy Harvey and Brian Auer. Thanks for joining us for our watch through of the Zelda cartoon show from the late 80s. Um, So far, it's been the opposite of a delight, uh, but we're going to (laughs) start through it. Um, For this episode, we're watching episode two, or at least I think it's episode two. It doesn't really matter. Just whatever. They're all non sequiturs. Um, It's the second episode we watched. Yeah. The second episode we're watching is called Cold Spells. Um, one thing I think we forgot to talk about in the original session was that um, after the episode, or at least how I'm watching it, after the episode, you get to see the ending of the uh, the Mario Super Show, uh, which is just a, a man dressed up as Mario singing about doing the Mario. Which mm. is Do the, the Mario! Swing yeah. your arms from sun to sun! In the middle of a desert. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's uh, a, a, a guy who's from Brooklyn, just standing in a desert blinking around a desert i'm watching the dvd uh it doesn't have those it is i don't even get the intro unless i hit play all 
it just literally starts each one and they call them stories. They don't call them chapters or episodes. Oh. They call them stories. Right. right. Uh, so yeah, that that's my version of it, but I'm very familiar with this, this, uh, this in credit scene that you're talking about. Just like this. <laughs> yeah. Do yourself a favor, go to YouTube and type in, you know, Mario super show outro or do the Mario. Uh, rest make it rest in peace, trend, Captain guys. Lou. Mm-hmm. So this episode starts off um, with one completely going against everything that Zelda said in the first episode. She wants Link to leave the tower to help with spring cleaning for the entire uh, the entire <laughs> castle, which we've already established that Link should never, ever, ever leave the Triforce alone unless he has to take out the trash. Um, Link also contradicts himself from the last episode by not wanting to leave the this room of the castle, uh, whereas last time he was very angry about being made to stay there. Yeah. So, okay, we were... We, there has been this long rumor uh, about a Zelda show of some capacity being done by like Netflix or something like that for a while. And there was a lot of discussions about like what this show would be. And some people would talk about how like maybe it doesn't actually follow link that it takes place in this world. And you're telling other stories, all that stuff. This show, we have just seen link be lazy. And now we're going to see him do chores. Our favorite things from the legend of Zelda series, right? Mm-hmm. Is being stuck in a room with nothing to do and cleaning side quests there there's no way that nintendo would let this happen today uh i'm surprised nintendo even lets this exist on the internet i I imagine if they had any say they wouldn't uh some kind of sell of dvds too yeah (laughs) yeah i think the Uh, official i think the official uh, company line is that oh yeah those are the cdi cartoons yeah, I I honestly would not be surprised if there was like something about this where they don't actually own it. Mm-hmm. That there is something with it that like this this is not theirs because if I had to, if I, if I look on the back of the DVD, there might be like something with Nintendo, but it's like special thanks to Nintendo for it. Not like there's it, not going to be a seal of approval or their logo anywhere on it. I mm, see. Judging from the way Nintendo did business, especially in the, uh, I mean, I guess if the show was put together, okay, it was put together in 88. I don't know when this, actually, I don't know when this hit. I, I would assume in the fall, so maybe they put it together in six months. I don't know. Uh, but that doesn't sound like the kind of terms that they would do. Um and if they did make terms like that, uh, Hiroshi Yamauchi probably beat the crap out of someone when he found out that America made terms like that, because that is something that would absolutely he would absolutely never put up with. Nintendo bought the rights to a Mario porno just so that they never could have it distributed. Mm-hmm. Like they own the rights to a specific pornographic video and, uh, for and the Yamauchi Mario. He definitely watched it with his mistress. <laughs> so we digress uh actually not really going digressing because this is just about link being weird um mm. <laughs> so link decides to do what he's best at and uh well i don't think women. it's time to bone down yeah yeah okay sorry yeah. 
Sorry, that that's sorry. Uh, okay, a fighting thing. Sorry, you're right. I forgot about yeah. that. So Link has decided that he doesn't want to participate in any of the spring cleaning, and so the the obvious choice is to lie to Sprite. Uh, so Link decides that he's going to tell Sprite that he has a cold. He fakes the whole voice and everything. So Sprite takes pity on him and says, Link, you go rest. I'll use my magic to clean up the entire, like clean up the entire castle, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know why she's not just using her magic in the first place. Seems like the sensible, like thing to she, do. She says later, uh, I, I, that she used her magic like she normally does to help with the cleaning. So like she kind of says, "Hey, this is what this is this is what I would normally do. It just it, mm-hmm. it something went wrong." Yeah. But yeah. Um in, in- we also get some more rhymes from the Triforce of Wisdom. On Link's side of being like clean, like dirty rooms aren't a big deal. Calm down. Yeah, Zelda is, <laughs> in the uh, grand scheme of things. Another theme is Zelda is constantly criticizing Link's room for being dirty. Um, mm. Whether it's his fault or not, you know, because moblins are trying to murder him. It's also also framed as his corner of the room in this scene. Yeah, uh, the Triforces is just like, look, he kills bad guys. Doesn't need to be clean. Like mm-hmm. he's doing his job. So it's at this point that Ganon, uh, who is spying on um, spying on the Triforce as always, um, mm-hmm. decides that. He's going to use the spring cleaning opportunity to go and finally steal the Triforce. Uh, and he's going to do so by making Sprite's magic malfunction. Uh, so I got to bring up, though, I, I think I could come out on the other end of this series and love Ganon because yes. of him just being such a buffoon. And he's just like, all right, let's go. I'm going to summon this weird beetle thing that I'm going to ride there for no reason. This dude has agency. <laughs> It's great. Like he's like he's trying to make things happen, man. But he does stuff in the weirdest, dumbest ways. Oh and yeah. I think, like I just I think I'm going to love that about him because he's yes. supposed. To, here's the thing. He's supposed to be having like an annoying voice, you know. So I can I can be fine with him being a weird pig creature and having like a high pitched rattly voice. Like yeah. I can be fine with that because that's his character. But it's like Link's voice. I'm gonna hate him so about. I'm gonna hate so many things about him just because of his voice. But Ganon, who knows? I may come out on the other side and be an, a, a Ganon apologist. I, I'm I'm totally here for this guy. Absolutely, so far. Just he he's the only one going out and questing. He's the adventurer so far in this show. He's he the most powerful guy. Walks into Hyrule Castle twice, twice, sneaks his way in. Yeah, let's let's talk about like the security just in Hyrule in general. He literally summons a giant beetle, as Jeremy said, and rides this giant beetle into town. And it's just he's got like a saddle on it. He has just this saddle on top of this thing too. (laughs) (laughs) Whole time is like while they're distracted. These are under underworld horses. Yeah, it, it, it makes less than no sense. Uh, <laughs> we we didn't bring up uh, though when Zelda was cleaning Link's room. Uh, she opens a window and immediately, immediately is attacked by a creature, and then she tries to suffocate it 
in Link's dirty clothes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, I thought this was going to be like the inciting incident. And <laughs> no, 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 it's it's just, <laughs> just dragging out event. this stinky clothes joke. <sighs> yeah, it, that's like after that uh when Sprite comes up to Zelda to be like, "Hey, Link's sick or whatever or, or whatever but yeah sprite is sticking up for link even though that means it has it's more work for her to do and you know it's, it's pretty the things yeah. you do for love man yeah i guess it's just, yeah the things you do for people who manipulate you so uh speaking of things you do for love uh sprite tries to get link in orange from some random lady out on the <laughs> street. random lady being like, oranges, oranges. So, so I was watching this and thinking that Ganon's plan was like, he was disguised as the random uh-huh. lady uh-huh. giving out oranges. Exactly. And he was going to give uh-huh. her a poison orange for Link uh, to incapacitate. She's not him. asking for any money. Yeah. In fact. He's just standing out in the daylight. Up on like up on a bridge somewhere, like is anyone anyone could notice him? <laughs> this literal pig monster is standing on a giant beetle in the middle of the yes. day, shooting rays of energy at fairies, and no one, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Did either of you have any idea what he was doing to Sprite when he shocked her? None. I, I thought he, he did said, something to the orange. He said he was getting her sick or something. So I was like, uh, okay. Um, and then <laughs> she all of a sudden is filled with energy. So he like gave her a sensu or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, the lady never gets payment for this. She's just handing out oranges. Yeah. Yeah. Because when, when she wasn't asking for money, I was like, oh, that's Ganon disguised right there. He's, He's disguised himself in the last episode. He's Hyrule totally is a this time. Hyrule is a socialist country. They just share Amen. everything. So, so Ganon, uh, instead of making poisoning oranges or making Sprite sick, has somehow just sabotaged her magic. So mm-hmm. she goes back and she tries to start cleaning a room, and everything goes haywire. Total Fantasia. Mops mm-hmm. and brooms yep. and buckets yeah. are running amok. Um, I like that one of them. That the the buckets are just pouring water straight on the bed. Like yeah. eventually they do some they do some more extreme things, but it's just getting straight to the point where just like, dude, if you spilled a bucket of water on your bed, that's bad. That's ruining the mattress. Like you're not gonna be able to dry that thing out. Especially back then, they didn't have fans back then. I mean, they I had magic, just, so who knows? Just, yeah, they didn't have more, like those. Uh, you just get more feathers at that point. Sure, they didn't have yeah. those plastic yeah. matrix covers. Those matrix <laughs> yeah. no, no. right? Yeah, yeah. No, this is where the, we find uh, out it's I mean, fine because Link's incontinent. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they have to do. That's actually that was normal. That was the normal part of cleaning Link's bed. Yeah, um, no, because they do dump water on it, and at some point, two of the mops, like just for like a little bit at the end of the shot, uh, get up on the bed and start like plunging themselves into the water of the like like yeah oh, here's our bucket now it's this bed like they they not only have a mind of their own they know what would be a bad thing to do immediately like they know like humans like their beds and if a, a wet bed would be a bad thing for mm. humans and so yeah. they immediately go to that like we I like we get the uh, sorcerer's apprentice imagery in the first episode and we get more of it in this episode mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, but yeah, she she's uh she's like that that was she gets hit with recoil when she casts the spell to let us know that something is wrong. So Sprite is now you know besieged by insane cleaning implements, uh, <laughs> and in Zelda, who's cleaning elsewhere in the castle, is suddenly attacked by said cleaning implements. Link who has refused to eat his orange because he's like, oh, I don't want to feel better. Like, mm-hmm. I'm he's refusing But he's faking it. it. won't matter. Take this... the orange, dude. Oranges are delicious. Yeah, yeah. it's a refusal of the call. Yeah. Um, and... He tosses the orange, too, into the corner uh, like garbage. Yeah, uh, rotten fruit on all the corners there. Because he hasn't learned anything, and he won't ever. So Link, uh, Link hears Zelda screams and then goes... Obviously, to save Princess Zelda, because you have. Well, to. he says it sounds like Sprite. Yeah, he's going to save Sprite. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Ganon sees all of this chaos and he's like, "Yeah, this is exactly, exactly what I planned." Mop water, <laughs> magic mop water. It's not even the, the water's not even magic because they have to leave no. to go to the well to get more water. No, they're just flooding. They're just flooding that room, and they fly. That's, that's all they're doing yeah. because you know the hermetically sealed castles mm-hmm. of the medieval age. So while Zelda and Link are busy trying to save Sprite, Ganon has the bright idea to walk up the side of the castle with his uh, gigantic beetle, <laughs> um, uh-huh. which you would think that they would have grates over the windows or guards in the tower, but no. He just walks up there and grabs the Triforce and then starts <laughs> piecing out. It's like Their only security is an annoying boy. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he did deliver like a, a small little monologue here and, of course, evilly took his time. But yeah, yeah, he's just <laughs> Yeah, he's like, standing in the room and being like, I can't believe I'm actually in here right now. <laughs> this is Link's real room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fangirling out right now. I have a poster of him at home. <laughs> this were a musical, he would have a giant number here. And so, like, the whole thing is, the uh, it's unclear what exactly Link's beams do. They just, like, evaporate everything. For, like, the Moblins, it makes sense that he would, you know, murder the Moblins. They go back to the evil jar. But now he's hitting, you know, buckets and mops that are flying through the air. And they just blink out of existence do they go to the evil jar do they just i want to say yes i want to say it turns out that that sword its power is that it sends things to the evil jar that is um, the sole thing that it does just yeah. indiscriminately I, I i we haven't really brought it up yet and i think it was right about this time uh while watching these two episodes that i realized that link has a gun link yeah. has a gun he only uses his shield and his sword and he uses his sword like a gun and they use the sound effects like a gun. Uh, the only one who uses any of the other items that we have from Zelda games is, is Zelda herself. Because why would Link use them? He has a gun. But he keeps them with him. We do get to see it. He hands he hands her a boomerang and what, what was the other item? A bow. A, another bow. Uh, and yeah. they are these tiny things that are just like, oh, here's my... Here's my you know 16th scale action figure toys here you go (laughs) remember how these would shrink and grow in the last episode just remember that here they are do i swallow it how does this work 
So it's like, is it reverse shrinky dinks? <laughs> so now that Sprite is safe and sound, uh, Link and Zelda hightail it to the forest to try and stop Ganon from taking the Triforce all the way into the underworld. Um, it it's weird in that they know that there are underworld entrances out there, and they yes. <sighs> They caught, they admit that they know where this is and that they haven't built a guard outpost or, you well, know, a, a scout a tower room. or something to keep an eye on this when it pops up out of the ground. Link knows a secret one that he doesn't tell other people about. That's that a better he takes one. His, he takes his secret trips to the underworld. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to do his underworld things. What's what do you what do you do in an underworld, Link? Why are your Why is your name in the logbook, Link? Huh? <laughs> don't say anything more. So so Link, Link is like, don't worry, we'll catch up. I know a secret. Meanwhile, Ganon just has the Triforce, like just down there. Like, <laughs> I don't know he got it he's... to home base. He got it to home base. He's right? down. There. Yeah. I mean, you have to actually bring it to the flag, but yeah, you know, he's in, he's inside the base at this point. Um, I was waiting for like the, the Triforce of Wisdom to be like, actually, there's three, idiot. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> the Triforce so, uh, of Courage. What, what is the Triforce of Courage's gimmick? Because we've heard the Triforce of Power talk, but I think he's just like a hype man for him. It just wants to fight. It's just the, the Triforce of Courage is constantly just like, come on, hit me. I yeah, dare you. Yeah, come on. I can take it. <laughs> So they get down there and they get trapped in this jar. And meanwhile, Sprite, who feels terrible because this is somehow all her fault, even though it's really <laughs> all Link's fault for pretending to be sick and giving Ganon the idea, um, tries to follow them to the underworld. Um, so now our heroes are trapped in a jar. Link tries to blast <laughs> his way out, but the sword beams just bounce around. Um, yeah, it's bulletproof. Yeah, well, because it only sends things to jars. You can't use the jar gun sword on <laughs> jars. <laughs> it just put me back in the jar, man. I don't know how to get out of the jar. I, I yeah, am the is... jar. You can't put me in myself. <laughs> I can't pull over anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, and then so everything is doomed. Um, by all accounts, by the show's own rules, this should be game over, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, right. We see Ganon, and he goes, hur, 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 and it says Return of Ganon, and then game over. Mm-hmm. Um, Try again. But no, uh, Sprite This shows time up. get the apple instead of the orange. Sprite shows up, saves the day, fight with Ganon ensues, um, and the weird thing is, like <laughs> they, they, get, they get the Triforce back, or they get the Triforce of Wisdom back, and the, the cave is collapsing, well, hey, you're you're skipping a you're skipping something. We were introduced to another boss character because they were about to be fed to Goma. Oh yeah, true, true. Um, they 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 say Goma. They just refer to Goma as a crab this uh-huh. whole time and a he. Uh, you Goma is a, a a I don't know. It's a species, right? Okay. Like that's how I always looked at it. Um, there there was Queen Goma. We fought Queen. We just haven't seen King Fair. Goma. That's all. Fair that's enough. All. Um, but yeah, then they keep making, they made a couple, at least one crab pun. Um, Mm. and then it was about to eat them and then they got out and well, Link like gets stuck on the claw and gets pulled out, which immediately is again is just like, no, they're supposed to stay in the jar. (laughs) 
but yeah, then they of course defeat Goma. See, she she uh, Sprite shoots out a beam, right? Like so, she can shoot stuff, um, which causes like the Goma to kind of freak out and throw Link from the jar. Yeah, because yeah. of uh, because of Sprite helping saving the day. <sighs> he also makes him dance like a old west guy. Does he do that? I must have missed that. I must have yeah, been like writing something down at that shoots time. Shoots his gun at his feet. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> that more more gun than sword. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Br- DC, oh, you were oh, saying yeah, it was yeah. collapsing. It doesn't oh, uh, he he's the one that destroys the whole underworld structure. He tries to hit Ganon? Zelda once she's free. Ganon shoots fire at her. She dodges it. This causes it to hit a wall and cause the whole thing to collapse. And so they that's when they get out of there. Ganon's um, a buffoon. Zelda tries to get the other Triforce. There, um, she's standing in front of both of them. Yeah. And uh, Link and they... says no time. Yeah. Uh, don't, Why don't we grab don't... the thing that is going to save the world? No, there's no time. Absolutely not. But I'm right in front of, like, literally in the time that you were telling me to not grab it, I could have grabbed it. No, there's no time. So usually in Capture the Flag, when you get your flag, uh, you know, that one guy goes, got the flag back. And it get it uh, it appears back in your at, at its home base. Uh, you, no one's ever taken both flags and smashed them together at the point where you grab the flag. So I don't w- would that have like would would like. Peace have dawned at that moment if someone good had put them both together, or did they have to bring it all the way back to their base? Like, how would this have worked? Again, I I'm gonna keep this this canon in my head until it happens, where I think that these two Triforce pieces by themselves are benign. That until you have the third one, you can't. They're not. You can't use the power, and so we're just gonna have this back and forth, back and forth, and nothing actual like catastrophic is going to happen because there's a third one that they just don't even know about and they just <laughs> the, keep going back and forth that forever. never gets brought up no that never ever appears well at least uh ganon now has spring cleaning to do so that's good link's pretty happy about that but then he gets called out for being a liar and he has to clean is that is that what they're implying i don't know i i i'd like to say that there was a better ending than this but i mean that's it like yeah the day has been saved spring cleaning still needs to be done um uh, and yeah we get Link to watch. still hasn't learned anything yeah no one has learned um, from this lesson yeah no um i don't know i could do my little highlight of the voice actor thing that might be a way to end the episode okay <laughs> Uh, I was I was just gonna start off with uh, uh, Jonathan Potts, the voice of Link. Um, I assume he's you know, like I said, this is made by Deke, so I, I assume all of these voice actors are are from Canada. Um, but he seems to have gotten this job. Uh, he d- d- has done nothing but you know, like character appearances in in TV shows. Uh, you know, one to two episodes here and there, not a whole lot of stuff, but uh. Uh, he seems to have gotten this job from doing uh, the show Beverly Hills Teens, which is a Deke show that he was uh, in like 
almost all 60 episodes of as a named character player. I don't know. But uh, same people kind of worked on both shows. I assume that's how he got this gig. Um, Because there's not a whole lot to say after this. It's just a lot of small parts and roles and stuff. Uh, I would like to point out his extensive work in the Beyblade series. Um, l- lots and lots and lots of different characters, uh, additional voices and whatnot. But yeah, all over the Beyblade series, apparently. Um, J- Jeremy, do you like Jason X as like bad no horror movie is. or anything? Oh, that J- No. No, okay. I don't know. I mean, it's not. I know it's not supposed to be a good movie, but uh, he's like the inciting incident of that movie. Apparently, that's the only other big thing I can really find. Uh, the rest of it's all, okay. like I said, small parts and, and here and there. Um, but yeah, like he plays the professor. Apparently, that movie takes place five hundred years in the future, and they come back to a frozen over hellscape Earth and stumble into the laboratory where they were experimenting on jason 500 years ago and wake him up so yeah he's that guy there's your jason movie lore in this zelda podcast yeah i guess so i i found out that you know of course uh it being a big series it has its own like wiki thing and uh <laughs> each character's wiki entry uh somewhere near the top says he is the 139th person to be killed by jason i thought that was pretty cute so yeah, that's uh that's uh Jonathan Potts for the most part. Um Go Beyblade. Yep. So for next week, uh we'll be suffering through the uh the wonderful episode three called The White Knight, aka Wild Thing, directed by oh, no. John Grutzt. Oh I'm t- I'm so scared. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for listening, and thanks again for our patrons for uh, allowing us to do this. And uh, catch us again on Chat of the Wild.